Welcome to the Chi Alpha at UNC Chapel Hill podcast. This podcast is designed to help you grow through our three foundations, devoted disciples, deep friendships, and deliberate servants. We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages you in your spiritual growth. Hey everyone, welcome to the UNC Chi Alpha podcast. My name is Seth and today I am joined by Joe. How's it going, Joe? It's going good, Seth. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's doing all right. It is extremely hot outside for this time of year. It's way too hot for this time of year. I think we're pushing close to 90 today in early April. Yes. Not only that, but the pollen is fresh and in our lungs and covering our car. <laughs> Very much so. I don't know what happened to winter this year, but it did not it did not come our way. Are you are you stocked up on Zyrtec and Flonase? We actually do pretty good in our house on, you know, pollen and that I mean it like anybody else we're affected by it, but it doesn't affect us to the point that we have to take something. So, mm-hmm. how about you guys? We probably need to buy some things. Yeah. Um, I always heard that if you eat local honey, from the area that you live in that it's supposed to make you immune I've heard to, that the, too. to the pollen. So maybe you need to buy some honey. So, there you go. Yep. Not only is it um, springtime, but baseball season is, is backing in gear. Go Red Sox. And Cubs. And Cubs. And Cubs. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what the season holds. Yeah. Only a few games in, so we're still optimistic at this yep. point. We'll see in a month or so where we're at. But. Yeah. April's always the time of like kind of hectic hecticness too because uh, in, in just a few weeks the the semester will be over and we will have had another school year in the books for us. I talked to a number of students this week when we were out in the pit and just everybody's like I've got three or four of these things all colliding at the same same time academically but yeah it's the big push man to to get to the end of the month and get ready for exams and graduation and all that good stuff. Yeah, not only that but it's Easter week. It is. It is. I love Easter week. I really do. Um, I had a a really fun, probably 30 minute or longer conversation uh, this week in the pit with with a student here that just wanted to know more about Easter Hmm. and and what the significance of the week was. And that was that was just a blast. That was really good. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Good to hear. yeah, in case we don't get to wish you a happy Easter before we we see you, happy Easter. You Jesus is risen. <laughs> um, yeah, so getting right into it, we're going to continue our, our series on discernment today. Um, last week, we talked about hearing God's voice and, and, yeah. and what that looks like. Um, I would highly encourage you that if you haven't, um, listen to that episode that you go back and listen to that episode you can uh, hit pause on on this episode right now and go back and listen to it because a lot of what we will talk about today will kind of be a, a byproduct of of that episode that, that yeah. Joe uh, lent a lot of wisdom on that being said um, if there are a lot of people out in the world that want to know uh, or want to be able to hear God's voice. Uh, there are a lot of people out in the world that also want to know His will. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today is is knowing His will. And um, to kind of kick things off, uh, if if we're asking the question, what what is God's will for my life? Then we have to make the assumption that somewhere along the lines, there's this 
scalability of a belief in God. At mm-hmm. best, you know, we're, we're, we're Christ followers. Um, we're, we're, we're looking to honor Jesus in no matter what we do and, and how we behave. And at worst, we believe that there's this higher being of some sort. And uh, I, I want to make sure I'm not going to upset him and make him mad by, um, yeah. you know, not knowing his, his will or, his, <laughs> or, or obeying him. So, Right. Um, Don't want to offend the taskmaster. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And so where we're at on the scale will help us uh, to better understand God's will for our lives. And this is going to make sense in a little bit. I want to start with a um, quote from uh, Henry Nouwen in his book, Discernment. He says, Christian discernment is different from decision-making. In decision-making, we list the pros and cons, and we think about our goals and options, and then we choose the option that helps us move closer toward that goal. Discernment, on the other hand, is the place in our lives where our deepest desires align with God's desires. Mm-hmm. We sift through our motives, our choices, our impulses, and actions, and we weigh which of those moves us closer toward the heart of God and which moves us further away. And so we, as, as people that want to know God's will for our lives, and what I'm thinking that Henry's trying to say from that quote is that we must be in such a deep relationship with God mm-hmm. that we want to know his motives. We want to know why he's doing the way, the way that he's doing certain things right. um, so that we can uh, join with him. And as a result of that, continue our, our relationship with him and That's be good. with him. Um, we must take the posture of uh, what John says in John chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase and I must decrease. Yeah, that's really good. So we have to be careful to not go into our relationship with God um, just to use God to our benefit. In other words, you know, if I, if I only want to know God's will for my life when it comes to a job or a relationship or where I should live and nothing else, mm-hmm. then we're missing the whole point. Um, that we need to be able to yield our lives, the totality of our lives, over over to God and, and want to know His will for everything, not just one one aspect right. of our lives. Um, yeah, what do you what do you think about the the quote from Henry Nouwen? What do you think about that so far? You know, when when you said that, when you read that quote, um, it reminded me of of a time that I was traveling to Africa. And we were going through uh, the, the exchange house there in the airport. We had to change over the, the money we had from dollars to, in this case, I think it was South African Rand. And uh, before we had left on the trip, we just went to the bank and we got all the money and they just put an envelope and we took it. Well, when we handed the money over to the, the teller there uh, in the airport in Johannesburg, uh, they, she just started thumbing through it really quick. And she got about halfway through the stack and she pulled out one $100 bill and started holding it up to the light. And then she brought the blue light over and brought a supervisor over. And eventually she goes, this is counterfeit. And uh, you know, you just, you don't know what to make of it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But what, in talking with them that day, we learned was that every day she spends so much time handling real currency that the reason she flagged the one bill was just the feel of it, the texture of it, because she was so familiar mm. with it that this was different. And what I kind of took away from that was if we are really consistent 
in our time with God, in our prayer time, in our scripture reading, and, and so forth, and being fully integrated into the body of believers where there's accountability and all these things where the will of God becomes so familiar, the nature of God, the character of God becomes so known to us that it's, it's easier when we go to make our decisions then to figure out, all right, is this God or is this something that God would want for me? Or is this something that's just, I just want because, you know, it's different, it's other than. And mm -hmm. so just that familiarity comes from how much we put into our relationship with God and how consistent that we are with it. So mm, That's really good. Um, and that kind of leans into my, my next little point here is that we must be able to know God's will for our everyday ordinary lives. Mm -hmm. I think when we try to know God's will or we want to seek God, it's usually that we're seeking the mountaintop moments of, yeah. of our of our faith and those I mean those mountaintop moments are awesome and amazing and you know we in, in Chi Alpha we promote different things that will often yield to those mountaintop moments like uh, you know Sikkim is coming up and that's that's obviously going to be a, a mountaintop moment for some people mm -hmm. um, you know getting to worship on the beach with other students from uh, different universities and uh, learning more about God's character and theology and all those wonderful things, but that's just a week out of the whole year. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, students will have to go back home or, or get a job or whatever it is they're going to be doing for the summer, and, you know, that will eventually spill over into uh, the following school year, and, you know, you're going to class at that moment, and you're just, you right. know, day in, day out. And I think... You know, like you just said, that we have to be willing to seek God in the everyday, ordinary moments of our lives, so that we can, you know, if we're rough, if we're rifling through some money, we're we're able to spot the counterfeit, like that lady, like that lady did. Right. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the with seeking mountaintop moments, but um, uh, in seeking the mountaintop moments, sometimes we we feel like we must avoid the valley moments. Right. The low points in, in our in our lives, and somewhere along the lines, we we've we felt like that if I'm suffering or if I'm in pain, then I'm clearly out of God's will. Right. And I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case. As we said earlier in, in the podcast, this is Passion Week. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously le leading up to Good Friday, where you know Jesus hits uh, the most painful suffering that's is imaginable you know right. um the the loss of his his uh his disciples his family his friends um, and then being beaten beyond recognition and then crucified yeah um I, if if that tells me anything it, it it tells me that jesus is not uh, ignorant to pain and suffering that he's very well very acquainted true. with it and very true I think the invitation is to ask Jesus to walk with us through our pain and our suffering yeah. so that we can depend more on him and lean into him more and more um, as, as we go through our lives. Yeah, yeah I think that's good. That's yeah. Really good. Um, so along with that, uh, for a long time now, we have been sold a an idea or a product that our lives have to be curated in a certain way. You know, the, the so-called American dream or, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever's out there these days. But it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the lie that my, my life must look a certain way. I, I need to have a certain job. 
I need to go on this vacation. I need to have this house or, or this living situation and, uh, you know, have, have my good looking family so that I can, you know, send out the, the, the nice Christmas cards. And it's, it's this idea that we always need to be moving up and to the right uh, in, in the world. And mm. if we're going to, if, if we truly want to know God's will for our lives, we must be willing to put to death our ego and our pride. Yeah, definitely. Um, if, if, we're, if we do that, we are then submitting ourselves to, to God and asking Him to be the one that shapes our future. Um, part of knowing God's will and listening for His voice is being willing to hear what He might say to us. Mm-hmm. And the, the hard part about that is that He might say things that may not necessarily line up with our idea of our dreams and our desires. Yeah. And probably quite frequently. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Jesus taught us the to pray, "Your kingdom come, your will be done." Mm-hmm. And you know, as as followers of Jesus, uh, we we know the Lord's prayer, and it's a regular rhythm of our lives. But we get so adjusted to it, and we get so used to it that you know we might just skip over the lines of "Your kingdom come, Your will be done," yeah. thinking like, "Oh, you know, God's there, and like we obviously want to see His His kingdom realized here." But do we truly want to see His kingdom come? Yeah, I think we wrestle with that right quite a bit. It's we we I think sometimes almost look at it as a dichotomy, which I don't think is the correct way to do it. Meaning, it's either us that making all our own decisions and setting our own course, or God is. And, we, and when we do it just in those two ways only, then it ends up feeling like, well, if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm 100% on with, with God, then I feel bad about my life, even though it may not, you may not have made a bad decision or done something wrong. Um, and in the, on, on the other hand of that, it's like, well, hey, I just want to do whatever I want to mm-hmm. do. But I also think there's a third way path through the middle of that, which is to say, okay, well, if I align my thoughts and my lifestyle and, and even put my dreams alongside of what God dreams for me. Um, there's, a, there's a way forward where those two wills come together and operate together, you know, and, and I think that's probably where we ought to aim for rather than, because when you just say it's only God's will and not mine, then it's, it's kind of like, I don't have anything at all to do here. I just, my, every, every decision I make is just trying to figure out exactly what God wants for me um, so the motivation is not bad, but the practice of it probably is not the best or not the healthiest. But the flip side of that is obviously not healthy either. Just go, I just want to do what I want to do always. But I think there's a lot of middle ground as a follower of Jesus to, to, to say, when you say, God, your will be done, um, that doesn't take, not only does it not take away my will, it just, it puts me in a space where now I have to actively make sure that what I want to do and my choices align with what, you know, what fits well with who God is and what God wants for me. So. Yeah, that's, that's really true. Um, I think we sometimes when we pray those, those prayers and we, we want to seek God's will, we forget that God has given us gifts and abilities mm-hmm. that are unique to Good. us. Um, you know, we're, we're living where we live right now because God placed us there. Um, we're, we're natured the way that we are because that's the way that God has natured us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I mean, there's plenty of like gift assessments and um, tests that are out there that help to kind of help you know a little bit better 
uh, about who you are. Um, but you know, like you said, um, it's it's not an either or, but it's it's a bit of a both and. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to give you a, a formula um, to kind of help you uh, picture more about God's will for our lives. So God's so God's realized will for our lives equals time spent with God plus listening to anything he might say in our time with him plus obeying any kind of commands that he might give us. Mm. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I think that's what that's like what we would like we would like to do in our lives, but that sounds an awful lot like man submission, which is obviously something we're going to be talking about, but that's that's the hard one, right? That's just mm-hmm. like, well, God, what I just maybe I just you know could I just you know it? But um, it it is probably when you pick up the scriptures that say when Jesus says take your cross, take up your cross and follow me. You know that's that's meaning that wherever there might be a conflict of wills, God's is always the higher authority in my life. And, um, and hopefully, most of the time, there's not a conflict in those, you know, my will and God's will, but it means you're always putting His will and submitting yourself to His will first. And um, man, I, I think there's times where that, that flows pretty easy from us, and other times where it's just, it just, we're like, no, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, the toddler in us comes out, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I think too that you know we 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 want to hear God's voice and we want to know His will, but do we really want to hear His voice? Do we really want to know His will? Uh, you know, it probably I, depends on what He's saying, right? Right. <laughs> yes. So you know, I I can imagine you know us praying like God, let me let me hear Your voice, let me know Your will, and God's thinking, okay, do you really want to hear yeah my voice? Do you really want to know my will? So. That formula again, God's realized will for our lives equals time spent with God plus listening to anything he might say in our time with him plus obeying any kind of commands that he might give us in our time. Um, so that's kind of like the, a little bit of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Philosophy, I guess, of, of knowing God's will. Kind of want to take it in a different direction and speak more to the practicality of yeah. what that looks like. So kind of a, a case study here, um, we're just going to use a, a senior looking for a job. You know, it's, it's almost graduation time. Uh, congratulations to all of our seniors out there. You, you did it. Way to go. All right. Um, and you might be thinking, okay, what's next? Um, you know, what am I going to do about, about a job? Mm-hmm. Um, there, and you may have several different options out there. Um, you know, you might have some, some jobs around here in, in North Carolina. You might even have a job offer uh, close to family. And so um, let's just say for, for sake of conversation that there's, there's different options that are out there. The first thing I would say is, does the Bible have anything to say about, about this matter? Um, and sometimes the Bible does have things to say about certain things, and mm. other times it's it's a bit of a gray area. We yeah. don't really know exactly. Right. Um, we have to kind of use our, our own wisdom and mm-hmm. and judgment. But start with start with the Bible. Start with prayer. Um, what is God saying in in this moment? Um, if if there's if there's anything that He is saying, we are then invited into the opportunity to obey. You know, if if He's giving something. Uh, to us 
we can say, okay, cool, thanks God, I'm going to obey that, or no, I'm not. <laughs> and if we don't, then we, you know, going go back to that formula thing, yeah. we, we miss his realized will for our lives. So Bible and prayer, is God speaking anything in, in those moments? Um, I'd also say, and this is some of what you said from, from the episode before, just ask spiritual mentors and, and close mm-hmm. friends in, in your life what they yeah. might think about the, the possibility. Um, and I, I want to you know, keep that, keep that uh, group of people small. Don't broadcast everything out to right. to everyone. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to go on uh, and, and post an Instagram story of like, hey, should I do this? You know, uh, <laughs> and this is kind of uh, wild, but you know, that's kind of wasn't it how Elon Musk decided he wanted to be CEO of Twitter? It's like, hey, should I? submit my name or whatever and he did it like as a poll oh did he i think he, he does, i did not realize that was the case he does things like that a lot or, yeah no what it was is that he uh he said should i should i look for a successor because he was getting a lot of heat mm-hmm. um and he put it as a poll and people were like yes you should <laughs> it almost reminds me you remember these giant like the, the magic eight ball yes. you ever see that you yep. like you shake it up and the thing mm-hmm. rotates around and tells you you ask it a question you shake it that's almost what that sounds right. like yeah if you don't know what the magic eight ball is go go online and, and check it out it's basically just shaking uh, uh an eight ball from billiards table and um it there's like a some liquid in there <laughs> like this like four or five six-sided die that floats to the yeah, top. Yeah, just rotate around and <laughs> randomly pop up, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. So, you know, I'd say don't broadcast to everyone because there are there are people that you, that you may think are well-meaning mm-hmm. but may not necessarily go along or have your best interest in heart. That's right. So I was... Uh, a while back, I was considering a job change, and this was how I got involved with with Kaiafa. You know, I um, I felt God had placed a, a desire in my heart to do campus ministry, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there was there were spiritual moments for me where God was just confirming things, and I was sharing with some of my former coworkers about this uh, opportunity and this what I felt was a desire that God had given me, and. A, a lot of them, and a lot of them being Christian, were saying things that made me think, like, do you care about me? Do you, <laughs> do you believe that I'm going to be doing this? And um, I, had to, I had to realize that, like, they, they might be co-workers or they might be friends, but they may not be my close friends or they may not yeah. have my, my best interests at heart. And so they couldn't see what I was seeing and what my close friends were, were seeing for me so right yeah ask ask spiritual mentors ask close friends what they think about the possibilities it's good um the next thing i'd say is what personal values and desires are in your life Hmm. um you know i believe that god does does weigh um our our desires and and our feelings about things in our lives um you know for example do i do i value being close to family you know when it comes to making a decision it could be as something as simple as that when it comes to you know, searching for this this job is is you know is being next to my family something that I, I really value. And if it is, then you've not you've supposedly knocked out some opportunities that are out there already, and you're you've narrowed right. down the the scope. 
And the last thing I would say in, uh, you know, you, you seniors looking for a job is, are you willing to trust God's plan for your life, even if it means saying no to your own desires? Mm. And that's, that's the, you know, that's the, the tough one again. That's the, the one going back to the death to the ego that we must be willing to lay it all down and, and just um, seek God and trust Him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything that you would add to that? Um, not necessarily. I just think, you know, there are times where we have to be open or at least have a heart posture that says, okay, if what I want is not in line with maybe perhaps what God wants or the scriptures say about life and following well, then I have to always be open to, uh, I would say maybe correct myself or correct my path a little bit. But on the other side of that coin too, it's very possible that what your dream is and what your passions and your giftings are can perfectly align Mm. and match up with what God would like to see you do too. So I think we tend to focus more on the negative possibilities like, well, what if God doesn't, you know, let me do what I want to do kind of thing. But at the same time, I think often um, if we're honest with ourselves and we assess our own gifts and passions and, you know, and whatnot well, as long as they're not selfishly motivated or originate from that place, then odds are they're probably going to be, you know, good choices and and, and in line with what maybe God wants for you too. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, they they always say hindsight's twenty twenty. You never know. Oh yeah. What what why you've been led to a certain decision or why things are the way that they are until you're on to the next thing, and then you can look back and and in most cases see how that moment of maybe stress or tension prepared you for what you're facing right yeah. now. So. Great. That's uh, that's all I have on on knowing God's will for our lives. Um, Anything you'd like to add to as we wrap up? No, I just think this is, what you shared is really helpful, Um, not just for college students in that particular stage of life, but we we will walk in this or will be, there's moments throughout your life where you will come to a crossroads of opportunity or decision um, that you'll you'll have to seek God's direction. You don't want to wait till just the moment of critical mass, like where you're in an, in an urgent situation, let's say, and have to make a decision in a very brief time to begin seeking God's direction and discernment for, for what lies before you. So um, I think it, it's good that, like we talked about with the familiarization and spending time with God consistently, that prepares you for the moment of urgency or the crossroads of the opportunity where you have to make a decision um, versus just arriving at that moment and then going, oh man, I'm gonna pull my hair out now. What do I have? What? How am I gonna do this now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think making sure that every day you're close to God is the key to arriving at decision points and being able to hear His voice well and discern well whether or not you know this opportunity or that opportunity is the best way to go. Yeah, so. that's that's very true. Knowing God's will is not a one-time moment, but it's it's a like you said, a lifetime of yeah. Absolutely. listening and, and seeking to obey him. So, well, hey, thank you guys for, for tuning in today. Um, and happy Easter. May, may you realize that Jesus is risen and that his resurrection is part of your story. Amen to that.
hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at www.xa-unc.com.